Well, hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Heel Bravs. Hi, I'm Ronnie. Guess who I'm with? He's handsome. He's thin. He just met a bunch of people at Watch What Happens Live last night. His name is Ben Mandelker. Hello, Ben. Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Hi, honey pie. Oh, my God. Uh, this is such a wonderfully flattering angle today for me on Crappens on Demand. Nice low <laughs> angle. <laughs> the room you grew up in. New York City. I look like Danny DeVito next to you because I'm like really short and you're at a standing desk. <laughs> here, let me try to... I can't... Here, let no, me No, I'll do angle. it. I'll there do it. Go. Except I've hooked um, all this stuff to my desk and now I can't move anything without everything crashing down. Anyway, it's a Crappens on Demand day. So, hi, everybody. If you're on video, hi. Okay, you can see Hi. how cute Ben looks in his lumberjack reality <laughs> bite shirt in the it city is. he grew up in, New York City, <laughs> in the or in the the suburb Westchester County. Um, hi everyone, yeah, go check out Crappens on Demand by going to Patreon.com/slash/WatchOfCrappens. Also, by the way, tickets are on sale for our big tenth anniversary tour, which starts next year, and we're going to a bajillion cities. We're starting with New York and. Uh, I think we already have some potential for some really cool guests for New York. And um, that's going to be the Golden Crappies show. So that one's very special. But if you can't make it to the Crappies, that's okay because we're coming to a lot of cool places like Philadelphia and Nashville and Atlanta and Los Angeles, all sorts of places. I'm not going to go through all of them, but go to watchcrappens.com. The whole schedule is there. Go bring a friend, go alone, however you want to do it. We are, it's going to actually be like – that's going to be like super, super fun. I'm really excited. I know you are too, Ronnie, to get back on, out on the road and I hand sure it up in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I do, I'm so excited today because we are going to talk Vanderpump Rules, but I'm excited because I went to watch what happens live last night, which yes. I've never done before. So um, tell me about it. I was really excited. So I actually just, I messaged the, the, the person over there who has like booked us before. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in New York because I'm just here in New York visiting my parents. And I was like, can I come to the show? And they're like, sure. So I went, and it just so happened to be the episode with um, Ariana and Craig from Southern Charm were guests. So that was really cool because we know Ariana. Um, so that's just kind of like cool that that happened. So it was really fun. So we went, and um, they like load you up into a hallway and everything. It's sort of like the standard if you go TV show kind of thing. They load you up in a hallway. And then they take you up to this area where there's like some pre-show cocktails and they have like Loverboy and things like that. And you can take a picture with like a Andy stand-in, which I – not stand-in. And, and could you imagine just a stand-in? You had to take a picture with a stand-in. An actual actor, yeah. <laughs> no, a cutout. So I did that. And then, um, you know, I've been making a lot of cakes, Ronnie, on on the old Instagram. And I'm starting to see the downside of making a lot of cakes. I was like, wow, I'm looking enormous these days. And it doesn't help when you take a picture with a sort of like small cutout of someone. So then I look, I'm like, oh, God, I, I'm going to get it together, people. But um, so I took a picture with that. That was really fun. And then they sent us into this. They brought us into the um, into the studio and uh sat down i was sort of like right center and everything and so then andy comes out and he does a q a and um so i asked a question i was like um my question was what's the best single best real housewives uh episode of all time and is it when jen shaw gets arrested and he said that it's the episode after jen shaw get, that gets arrested that's absolutely amazing um, and he, I think that's going to be airing in about um, 
two and a half weeks. Well, the arrest, I think, is airing not this weekend, but the weekend after. And so the episode that he said was really good was the weekend after that. He also said that he's really, really excited about Orange County. He said that Orange County is excellent so far, which is exciting. Hmm. Um, so it's cool. He did like a Q&A with everyone. Um, and then um, and then they loaded in the special guests. So Paige DeSorbo, who's de- now dating Craig, she was sitting right in front of me. And then Jason Sudeikis' mother, sort of random. She's apparently a huge Bravo fan. This like very lovely Midwestern mother. She's like, hi, how are you? Hello, everyone. So she sat down. She was so I was seated like literally right in between both of them, one row back. So I was like, oh, I think I might be on TV if they cut to them. So then like the show's going on. The show's very fun. And then like midway through the show, I there's like monitors. And I like happened to look up at the monitor right when the camera was on page. And I was horrified to see that all you could see of me was from like nipple down. And I was just like sitting in a way where it was just like fold after fold of my shirt. And like I was wearing and the buttons were sort of like stretching a little bit. And I was like, Oh my God, my stomach. It's like, it was like, it was like, I know everyone, most people were looking at Paige, but I was looking at my stomach. I was like, my stomach's television debut is horrific right now. (laughs) So, um, that was mortifying. And I just laugh I whenever thin people complain about their weight. So excuse me <laughs> for not saying anything back. I'm just sitting here like, whatever, bitch. Continue. <laughs> it's my journey, okay. <sighs> so then, um, uh, and so also uh, Logan, who is one of the waiters at TomTom and also one of Ariana's really good friends, was there too. So that that was cool. And we sort of know Logan. And so then, um, so um, uh Ariana hadn't gotten my text yet, so I wasn't able to go backstage. So that was fine. So then when they all came down, uh, I actually went and I went and hung out with them sort of like after the show with Ariana and then like Craig and Paige and then Sierra was there and Whitney from Salt Lake City was supposed to come by, but she didn't. And I was like really sad. Oh. And um, uh, it was really cool because I'd never met Craig before. Uh, well, or really any of them. And in fact, actually Paige. Um, so since Paige was sitting in front of me, I tapped her on the shoulder and I was like, Hi, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Ben from Watch What Crappens. And Paige was so Paige. She goes, I know exactly who you are. Oh, my God. But she. <laughs> you asshole. No, no, no. She likes us. She likes us. So that was like cool because, you know, I love Paige. And um, God, I have to say, I told you this right before we started. So I've never seen Craig in person. I've never, never interacted. He, it's like, I get it. I get it, everyone. He is so hot in person hot. it is out of control he is so cute i mean there's going to be people all over charleston purposely getting into car wrecks just so they can call his law firm you know <laughs> con over call con over have you been hurt in an accident call con over oh my god and he is also so so nice and so sweet i feel terrible for ever having made fun of him still gonna do it but i felt terrible uh. for there but he was really, really lovely, and everyone was really nice. So that was like my big Bravo night, you know, a night of, night of Bravo, Bravo dumb. I'm really bummed that Whitney wasn't there because I just wanted to hear Whitney talk in person. But you know, there's always the future. I'd like to think that Whitney was just at a completely different restaurant. I'm like, where she was. is everybody? She was literally doing that. She was texting with Ariana, and she was like, "I'm at Catch. Where are you?" <laughs> Oh, God, they have a catch there, too. 
they do have a catch. And that's uh, so that, annoying. I, that fucking restaurant that's so popular in Los Angeles. And we every time we go out with anybody, they're like, oh, sorry, I'm going to be late because I'm a catch. <laughs> sorry, I'm a catch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Ugh. in fact, there was a I was staying at a hotel that had something called catch steak. That next to it, it was like I guess the steak version of catch because catch is like a fish restaurant. But for some catch reason, the steak, idea of that's catch a lot steak. harder to catch. <laughs> Generally, a lot more difficult. It's not as fun of a name when it's about a steak, you know. I know. I'm just like imagining like these like nets and like cows running into the nets and <laughs> gathering the cow in a net. People are like, I need some help over here. I need some backup. He's trying just to get the, the cows out. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody, um, uh, I'm very jealous I wasn't there with you, but I'm really glad you had a fun time. Thank ben. you. You were very missed. You were very Whatever. missed. You were very missed. Whatever. People asked for you. Yeah. Um, and, also, uh, just before we start, I just want to announce um, two things. One, I have a green tongue because I'm drinking my green shake. Okay? It's very oh, delicious. very good for me. And number two, I'm going to Montana for the weekend to the mountains to be with my, my mountain friends. Uh, mm. So I might be a changed person. This might be the last evil week that I have here on Watch What Crappens because I might come back a totally changed man. Why? You think you're going to be nicer when you come back from Montana? Yeah, because Montana's all like peaceful and mountains and didn't, I don't know. Didn't like that the didn't that politician in Montana get arrested for like getting into a fistfight with a constituent or something like that? Well, sometimes you just have to let people know where you stand. Um, it's also where Yellowstone takes place, which, you know, is another a very peaceful show. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be life changing. I thought. We'll oh, wait, guys. My mom's printing something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on with this, shall we? Let's get to Vanderpump Prints. Vanderprint rules coming up. <laughs> All right. Vanderpump rules featuring uh, insights from the HP printer. <laughs> Can you hear it? No. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> oh, there, I heard it now. I heard it now. I hear it if you're quiet, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it was page one of one. I think we're I think we're safe, but I'm not going to say that there's not going to be more printing in the future, guys. Well, now we, now she gets to come in. I know. Now we're going to get a moment part. with her. <laughs> okay, okay, so we start with Trixie Monocle returning to the microphone finally at Vanderpump Rules. Thank God these songs are not overly burdened with lyrics. Uh, my personal favorite is this first one. Oh, 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 life goes fast. We're gonna make it last. Oh, 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 life goes fast. We're gonna make it last. It's profound, you know. It's really, really profound. Like it makes you really think. Oh, the printer is going again. By the way, <laughs> it's making you know. It makes you just realize how like important life is, and like if you're gonna make it last. You're going to make it last by playing pickleball. You know what I'm no. saying, Ronnie? If you're going to make life last, you know what you're going to do? You're going to print it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just, it can't get lost on some hard drive or something. That shit is on paper. Anything that, that you like, make sure to get it on paper. Pictures, <laughs> letters. <laughs> Thanks, Trix. Thanks, Trixie. Yeah. So we start at James and Raquel's place, and James is still in his manic, I'm a good person now phase. So he's doing yes. things like tossing up watermelon. I don't know. I feel like good people do that. I feel like evil yeah. people don't just, like, toss watermelon up in the air, you know? So he's doing no. that. He's doing a good person watermelon toss. And then Raquel comes in dressed pretty much like Raquel because she's, like, in a super cute outfit. But you're like, does she yeah. know that that's not how sweaters are tied around you or is she just dumb? <laughs> 
Yeah, she's got a sweater tied from her shoulder, and then it goes cross down her body and then around her waist down there. So I was I was a little worried for her, but you never know. You know, the kid maybe that's how the kids are doing it now. It's her it's her new interpretation. And he's like, all of a sudden, babe, what is my favorite color? And uh, she's like, mine too. And then I also I was like a little excited, Ronnie. This is sort of this is a deep cut. But do you remember the song about like um, the love song to Lala song by by James? I mean, the, the James song we made that was like, like, doesn't matter. This story's going nowhere. I it's, it's not going What's anywhere. Wrong? What are you trying to say? I want to know what you're trying to say. I'm though. just trying to say that. like I remember you ago, forgot your car keys or like you lost your car keys. The James song that you made. Thank you. The, the, uh, thank you for coaching. Thank you for giving me the, the, the courage to go through with this story, which is that I made a stupid song about James where he's like, you're a stupid thing to say. You're yeah. a stupid thing. And I used uh, various GarageBand loops. And the most prominent GarageBand loop that I used on that song, they used it in this to set up the scene. And I was like, this felt like a full circle moment that the garage wow. band was finally played to establish a James scene. And I don't think it was on, it could not have been on purpose. That's but funny. I, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to tell myself it was on purpose. That's and I funny. Thought, and you got to love that Apple, I mean, uh, Bravo still hasn't updated their garage band loops. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, not only are they still using garage band for this shit, but they're using like the free royalty free shit from like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, their plan, uh, Raquel and James, they're going to go to the Belmont's bar. They're going to go tonight because he wants to thank everyone for doing the Rachella thing or whatever. And then he's like, Raquel, Raquel, watch this. I'm going to throw some watermelon into my mouth. Watch this, Raquel. And he like throws the watermelon up and, of course, like bounces off his nose. So, you know, some things never change. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I learned how, you know, they say if you ever want to be thin, you should see how thin people eat. Um, let's be honest, normally it's through the nose, but, um, uh, Raquel just eats watermelon for breakfast. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm going to see how that is on a bagel. So Raquel then, um, yeah. So then James, they're going, they're going to have a thank you party for everybody at the Belmont, the Belmont. And, um, probably Tom is going to pay for half that bill. And Raquel's big plan is that she's going to go play pickleball with Lala. I really thought pickleball was going to be behind us for the season, but it's not. And she says, you know, when people tell you, let's get lunch this week. And you're like, yeah, but then the plan falls through. That's what I thought was going to happen. But I'll have to play pickleball. You know what happens when like you're you're going to get a call from someone from lunch, but then somebody else calls on the intercom from downstairs and you freeze because you know that the speaker is by a sidewalk and like anyone in the public can hear you and you're afraid of public speaking so you don't press the buzzer and then you don't get your food delivery and James gets mad and starts calling you bad words and throwing your sports bras out the window. Pickleball. <laughs> so uh james is like you know half the reason why lala and lala treated raquel poorly for so long is because raquel's an easy target i mean lala had just just need to feed on someone but now that we're both sober there's no excuses i'm like there's no excuses even if she was not sober Poor like, raquel. look at you easy target look what i mean he just throws his keys off camera ow told you <laughs> Like a arrow just comes through the window, just like strikes her. <laughs> oh, sorry, babe, you're an easy target. 
So now it's it's like hard rock music because we're at Tom and Ariana's farmhouse. I don't really know what's hard rock about it, but here we are. So yeah. then we find out it's hard rock because Tom is working out angrily, dude. I'm doing angry <laughs> workout. That's where you hang by your ankles and bend upwards. <laughs> Very angry upwards workout, bro. Dude, chin ups. Uh. So he's doing the angry workouts and then it's like no 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 and then it just cuts to ariana just like sort of doing like a roomba thing she's sort of like walking rotating walking a few more steps rotating walking yeah. <laughs> like basically two totally different activities happening in that ha household she's getting like syrups ready for something and then tom creams all over the mirror and comes up and um he's like i feel better after my workout but last night i was very very upset dude and then we cut to schwartz and katie's twin house over there and katie's like um what the hell happened last night i mean sandoval lost his mind he's like it was so exhausting and it was like a broken record bubba like i've heard that story 500 times you don't know what it did to me he says like i thought coming on command in a cup would smooth things over but all it really did was grow this tiny soul patch in the center of my palm i can't even beat it off babe <laughs> yeah and uh, by the way, it's nice of him to say that last night at the dinner instead of like the next day. So um, then Sandoval's like, when I'm there in that situation, I need confidence. And I look to you, Ariana, and I'm not getting any. And I'm being told to like die alone on a mountain. Do you know mountains are scary? Like, you know, I can't even have cores because it's like there's a mountain on there. And I'm like, you're going to let me be alone on a course can? She's like, okay, Tom, no. I said, this is the hill you want to die on, which is a phrase which has nothing to do with being alone. But you know I don't like hills. Hills are very scary. I can't even, I, I can't even listen to the sound of music. I have to fast forward over that song. When people go over the hill, they get old and die. No, not over the hill, Tom. Die on the hill. So I don't even get to grow old now? You said you're going to die. You're not going to win this battle. I'm not even going to die old over the hill. I'm just going to die. What about losing battles? Ariana, are you telling me you want me to watch Hill Street Blues alone? No, no, that's not the same hill. And no, it's still not about being alone. She's like, listen, you're not going to win this argument. Look, let's just rephrase it. You're not going to win the argument about the book signing, okay? And so then we see the clip again of Katie going, you just can't handle that Stassi gets attention. And he's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I realize everyone is over it, but I'm not over it. So then we go uh, back to Katie and she's like, if he really doesn't want me involved in the bar, just say it. But don't be like, he doesn't want a public undressing and screaming in his restaurant as he's screaming in his restaurant. I'm like, yes, he was being hypocritical about the screaming, but I think he's also said he doesn't want you to be involved in the bar. I think it's pretty clear, Katie. So he's like, I know, trust me, honey, the irony is not lost. And she says, um, Sandoval can't let go of the book signing because it was never about the book signing. It was about me making him admit that he was wrong. And for Sandoval's ego, that's like death. Yeah. And now Katie might not be able to go to Ariana's event tonight. So Ariana's bummed because so she's going to have people come over to taste cocktails and now now Katie's not coming and maybe not even Schwartz, you know. So, um, but luckily, Sheena and Brock. They're going to invite Sheena and Brock, too, because, you know, why not? So then Katie switches the to uh, topic and she's like, oh, by the way, don't forget, we're going to get re uh, results from your 
sperm specimen sample and um, she's gonna be getting an ultrasound and um, you know that that she starts saying like you know by the way there's gonna be a question about whether or not I've ever been pregnant and then uh, basically she reveals that she had an abortion 10 years ago and they were fighting all the time and she thought that like you know like if she had the baby that Schwartz would probably leave and she'd be a single mom which is I think probably fair a fair estimation of the situation and um you know she basically says everyone every person should be able to to decide what's best for them so yeah it's kind you of like go a, katie yeah absolutely it was a it was a it was a, a surprise um a surprise revelation that that's pretty was ballsy powerful. i think to do that on a bravo show you know because you know that there's a lot of people on that internet over there yep who are going to be coming hard so i thought that was really brave well done katie totally support her and Schwartz is like, I just always wonder if, like, I might not just, you know, look, what if I'm not just in this house with a lady with Karen hair, you know? I could be in this house with, like, a little 10-year-old running around with Karen hair asking to speak to the manager, you know? But thankfully, that's me, so, ah, tiny Karen Bubba. <laughs> no, but it's actually like, really good. Yeah. It, no, I was going to say, he's like, he's like, well, Bubba, you're going to be such a good mom, and I'm going to be such a good dad. I mean... Ah, not a lot of things I'm 100% about, but I'm 100% sure I'm going to be a good dad. Man, I can't wait to fall asleep while my baby's reading me stories or having my baby tuck me in bed or or being saying like, thanks, baby, when he makes me dinner. It's like, uh, Schwartz, that's, I can't wait for my baby long. to mush up bananas for me. That's going to be so fun, Bubba. And sure, Katie's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just going to be weird, like getting all this testing done. It's been a long time since I've had something inside me that actually works and stays hard. So good luck to the both of us, Tom. <laughs> so, now that's my favorite kind of Trixie when it just goes sounds. all the way down to just sounds. Vowels. When she just vowel sounds. When she's just sort of like remixing the eye chart, you know? That's what's really fun. Uh, so, so we're Raquel Lala. is talking. She's meeting up with Lala, and Raquel looks terrified, but like Raquel always looks terrified. What just fell behind me? Oh, it's the it was, wind. The wind, the wind, wind. Yeah, I see. The wind is blowing back there. It's going crazy out now, there. It's like the whole world is in wash cycle. <laughs> now, I don't know if Raquel goes by Kells, but Lala was like, hi, Kells. Hi, Kells. And I kind of was like, I don't feel like, Lala, you've earned the right to call Raquel Kells just yet. It's when you're trying to pretend that there's always been a friendship, so you have a nickname for her. Kells. Yeah, exactly. False <laughs> familiarity. She's... Yeah, and um, so Lala's like, oh my god, how do you feel? Let me see that little chunk of plastic on your ring again, Kels. Let me see it again. <laughs> you know, I never thought in a million years that James and Raquel would last. I'm going to be honest. James was a hot mess. And then, of course, we see clips of, <laughs> we see a clip of Raquel like, come on, I'm trying to tell everybody what a good guy you are. And he's like, shut up, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> And then he leaves, and she's like, but I didn't even get to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Raquel. So Lala, so they're going to play a pickleball, and Lala's like, okay, okay, Kels, if you lose, you have to do a toast. Mm, and you have to say during it, when James proposed, I got so wet, I was so excited. And then if I lose, I have to give a toast where I say, I got so wet when James proposed. And I'm just like, first of all, that's 
that's a lot easier for you to say Lala than it is for Raquel. Also, yeah, like, Lala probably already toast? said that. Lala probably already said that when she saw the balloons. Like, I just came right now. I'm so wet right now. Like, Lala <laughs> says that shit, shit like that all the time. That's not a fair bet. How about, how yeah, about if you lose, you have to actually read one of the books on the New York Times bestseller list? How yeah. About how about if you lose, you also have to conquer some something that plagues you every day. The way you're making... Poor Raquel do that. You're yeah, making if, you, if you lose, you have to date a poor person. Yeah. <laughs> so Raquel is very antsy because she doesn't like public speaking. And she also doesn't like talking about how wet she is at any given moment. So and so and here's where it's also fucked up. OK, because Randall and Lala play pickleball all the time, apparently. And Raquel doesn't know how to play pickleball. They just, but but basically, Lala set her up for failure. Lala was like, "Wow, you're really good at pickleball. You should come over and play." But she just wanted a, this was a full-on classic hustle because they get there, and then Lala beats Raquel eleven to zero. So she made a bet she knew she wasn't going to wasn't going to lose, right. which is so cruel to do that to Raquel. Easy target. Yeah, easy target. She's like, ow, sorry, that was not purpose. Like the pickleball <laughs> racket just comes flying at Raquel's face. <laughs> um, so uh, Lala's like, okay, now that I've won, I really don't want you to make that speech if you don't want to. And Raquel's like, I mean, I don't want to, but I kind of feel like I have to. And she's like, okay, look, I'm going to get Twitter on my side right now, so just stay still for a moment. Now... <laughs> You know, I just think that when you and I started going on the decline, it was because I was placing blame on you for James and my relationship going south. Okay. Okay, my little Kells. Okay. And she's <laughs> like, but why? That doesn't make any sense. Because when you guys, you know, um, and this is the natural progression of life, but you meet someone and they become your priority. I mean, let me tell you what having a baby's like, but that's for a different discussion. When you've got a baby, we can talk on that level. Cause right now I have a baby. So anyway, you meet <laughs> someone, all. they become your priority. And you know, when he flipped that switch on me, I was like, this Raquel, she needs to put him in check. And looking back, that wasn't really your job. Or maybe, Lala, you were jealous that James's attention wasn't fully on you. Maybe that's what it was. I so, felt like that's what she was going to say or trying to say, but wouldn't let herself really say. Well, she was kind of like accusing Raquel and then saying at the same like accusing Raquel of being a bad girlfriend for not keeping James in check, but then sort of saying, oh, that's not your job, so I'm going to walk back that accusation on right. camera. Right, she's kind when, of trying to pretend she's being nice, but she's really calling her an enabler, right? I mean, that's yeah. basically what she, she's... She has a very Southern way about her this season. Lala just... I think Lala just wanted a lot of attention. I'm not going to say she wanted male attention. I'm not going to go that deep with it. Uh, but I do think she wanted attention from James, and uh, she suddenly wasn't getting it, and so she lashed out, as she always does when she doesn't get things her way or she doesn't get the attention that she wants. So Raquel yeah, is Raquel's like, like, but you know what? Like, looking back, I'm not, like, the kind of person who's like James. Like, I'm not going to check you. I even have trouble at work when people ask for a check. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to hate me. Sometimes I'll just wait in the bathroom until they leave so I don't ever have to check them. Sometimes when it's time for my car to get a smog check, I just drive the car off the highway and buy a new one. Yeah. Whenever James is doing a show and he says, babe, it's time for mic check, I hide. My scariest moment was when someone asked me to pass the check mix and I was like, <laughs> I can't 
do that and I ran out of the house. <laughs> One time my sister tried to play chess with me, but she only had flat pieces. So I started to cry. One time I was flying to Europe and I had a layover in the Seaward Republic. And I was like, I can't get off at a place called Czech. So I just stayed on the plane until I finally landed in Delaware. And I don't even know how I got home from there. Uh, so um, Lala's like, you know, I was just looking for someone to blame for the downfall of my relationship with James. But I will say, without Raquel and James's, you know, life together, I think that he would be in a very different place. Bitch, you'd be on the city bus. And I don't know who you're, <laughs> who you're, who you're accusing of getting saved around here. But damn, as a mother with a baby at home, so, so um, all of it. Now we go to back to Tom and Ariana's house, and um, Ariana tells us that she had an idea to do a cocktail subscription box many, many moons ago, and that's where Drink From Home, DFH, was born. So um, she Drink is invited. Drink From Home. Obviously, we weren't raised in the same house, because that shit's been around <laughs> since the 70s, I can tell you that much. Also, just Tom, can you just pour a fucking drink? I mean, my God, every single cup he picks up, he's like flipping in the air. He's like, oh, whoa, look, it's got, whoa, whoa, look, it's a jigger. Whoa, whoa, look, it's ice, it's ice. Whoa, whoa. It's like, okay, Krusty, just to stop <laughs> clowning and pour a fucking drink. We get it. You can flip up a cup and catch it in your goddamn hand, sir. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So um, they've invited people over to um, kind of test out the recipes to see if they can follow them properly and make their cocktails. So it's going to be Brock and Sheena and Tom Schwartz. But Katie, Katie's at home. And normally we make fun of the things that Katie does at home. But I actually really supported Katie's um, alternative plans, which was that she just made one giant cookie <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> one yeah. big cookie and enjoyed it for herself. And I was like, gosh, is, is Katie growing on me? What's happening here? It's a good so, episode for her. Uh, Schwartz is like, yeah, well, because Sheena and Brock are there too now. So they're all yeah. hanging out. And Schwartz is like, well, Tom and... Tom and Katie really got into it last night. Oh, really? What happened? And he's like, well, we were just talking about the restaurant. And then Katie is like, how can I be an asset? You know, I can train staff. I can do whatever. And, you know, I guess Tom just doesn't want Katie on board. And, you know, he was a little condescending about it, if I'm going to be honest with you. Okay? Well, well, she's your wife, and she's going to be part of her regardless. And Sandoval's like, I'm not business partners with your wife. I'm partners with you, okay? And that book signing thing when Stasi was very traumatic. I have major PTSD. I have never experienced such humiliation and public gang up attack. And that moment when someone I knew yelled at me at a place full of people I knew. That was horrible. He has PTSD. You've been on Vanderpump Rules for nine years or some shit. And this, this is, what, is what gave you? Yeah. You were roommates with Jax and Schwartz. Okay. You dated Kristen. I mean, yes. come on. This gave you PS PTSD. Give me a fucking break with that. Also, I'm I'm tending to agree with Sheena more at this point. Like, I don't blame you for not wanting to work with Katie. I also don't want to work with Katie. But, you know, you are using her money to open a restaurant. So you're kind of fucked in this situation. Yeah. So Schwartz is like, uh, well, you have to acknowledge that you weren't the victim in that moment. You're like, you have to stop talking about it or go to, like, see a therapist because you bring it up 
a lot. He goes, it didn't affect you the way it affected me, okay? I also, like, I don't like the energy you are when you're around Katie, okay, man? Like, you walk on eggshells. And he goes, this that's is condescending. condescending. It's not condescending. Yeah, you're trying to make me look like a pushover. Then don't be a pushover. Ow. Okay, I won't be a pushover anymore. There. And so, um. I'm not a pushover, pushover, pushover. I'm not a pushover, 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 pushover. They just go there like little kids repeating themselves yeah. over and over. Um, Can we just, like, please keep her out of it? Please. And so Schwartz goes, if you, if I want Katie to come in and train staff, she's gonna, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. Oh, like. So I would just have to like deal with that, right? I just have to deal with that. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome, yep. welcome, welcome to your new life, sir. So, and they um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sandoval's like this. You know, I, this is one thing I've been fighting against the whole time, but I have to realize it's not going away. Um, so, Said so many all times, mad. In so many different contexts on Vanderpump Rules. Am I right? Yeah. So Ariana's standing there all pissed and she's like, now that everyone has stopped trying to steal my fucking thunder. <laughs> I love that they just have an agreement. Like when I'm going to throw a big fucking diva fit, it's my turn. Okay. And then you can have your own turn to throw a big fucking diva fit later. It's like, I am doing my scene to promote my business. Let's not make this another Tom Tom scene. Thank you. Yeah. So she's like, I wrote out these instructions and I want Brock and Sheena and Schwartz to make cocktails. And uh, Brock is like, well, you want a subscription box? I'm going to give you amateur hour. Ha. Oh, I don't even know. What is this? What, what, what is this? Is this jigger? What, how does this even go? How does this work? Right? He likes holding. He can't figure out anything. He can't figure out the shaker. He's like, has the shaker on his head and like the jigger in his ear, you know? He really is. He looks inside and he's like, there's no measurement on the inside of this. And she's like, but is it on the outside of it? And he's like, oh, I suppose it is there. All right, then. Hey, hey, Ariana, this cop isn't holding any of the liquor. He's like, you're holding a towel. So I am. So I am. So he's like, Ariana did a good job of explaining what to do, but the instructions kind of got out of the way because I had to concentrate on doing the stuff, you know? The closest thing I can do to, to that is cricket king. And when he says crack a can, he literally means taking a can of beer and cracking it in half. Yeah. So <laughs> so then Tom gets like the huge bags of sushi and uh, it's called Lala Sushi, which is scary. And then Sheena is like, hey, can you sit with me over here? I just want to tell you something. So she, I guess I couldn't tell you this in the car because there wasn't a camera there. So please sit down. <laughs> All right, I have something to tell you. I went shopping with Lala, and after a convo, we hadn't found springs about your kids. What rubbed her the wrong way was when you said you haven't seen or spoken to your kids on five years. <laughs> I mean, she was like putting herself in my shoes, which is funny because I'm like a shoe size smaller than her. And it was like, like you just don't like think that like you should be like fighting harder for his kids. And I was like, no, he's really trying to corner. And like, like you don't even know. And Brock is like, my past doesn't help the opinion of others. I was with my ex since I was 16, and since we broke up, I made the decision to come to America and it deeply strained our relationship. You know, I'm like, really, you think you think a stranger relationship moving to a different continent? <laughs> yeah. He says it as if it was just a small thing. Like, you know, I developed a 
you know, a, a bad habit of, of going to Starbucks every day and that put a strain on the relationship. It's like going to America from Australia, that's like, yeah, of course that's going to cause a strain, Brock. Well, I like that he acts, acts so surprised that Lala had something to say about it. He's like, oh, well, did you tell them I drink coffee out of their faces every morning? Because... Do bad fathers do that? Oh, I do not think so. <laughs> Coffee out of their faces. Forgot the mug. Listen, yeah. I'm not hiding anything, but when your friends say stuff like that, say, shut the fuck up, because I don't want to talk about that, okay? You know, there was just, for me, there were no opportunities in Australia. You know, if people want to call me a deadbeat dad, it's just like, welcome to your friend group, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Not really sure about this still. Um, you I, were given I a choice between what... seeing your kids and moving to another country, and you chose moving. What's not to judge? I mean, I still don't those understand. are the it's... facts that you gave us. It's not like somebody else gave us those facts. Those are what Do you we... just said on a TV show. <laughs> Do we think so? I like just tried to interrupt you like five times, which is so rude of me. But um, Do we think, is the subtext here that he wanted to become like a famous actor? And so he moved to L.A. to become a famous actor because he couldn't be a famous actor in Australia. Do we think that's what it is? I read in a comment from Sasha Medea that um, he came here when he was younger to go to community college in Colorado to try to get drafted for the NFL. But then that didn't work out. So he just stayed, was stuck here or stayed here or whatever. I don't know. That's like some internet comment, so I don't know. But to me, that's like the New York Times, you know. That's where I find out everything. <laughs> so I don't know if that's oh, true what, or not, but he came here pers- to do something what if it was like written that. By, what if it was written by a journalist at the New York Times writing a comment on the internet? They can do that. It's yeah, okay. you never know. Maybe it was Mr. <laughs> New Yorker himself in the comments. Maybe it was David Brooks, you know. You so, never have any idea. Um, so, yeah, he was saying, I'm still working on providing for my whole family, but that just can't happen in Australia because here's the land of opportunity. And, you know, call me a deadbeat dad if you want, but whatever, fuck your friends. Like, no, there's actually a definition to that word, and you're basically describing yourself as that like you're behind on the child support payments we find out later in this episode. So, I don't know. I don't get it. So now we go to a flower market in downtown Los Angeles. Yes. It's Lisa Vanderpump walking in and going, hello, to all the flowers. She's having yes. sort of like a bell from Beauty and the Beast moment. Hello, hello. So and, um, uh, she's, she's like, there. how much is this? And the guy's like, $30 now due to COVID. She's like, $30? That's crazy. Why is it more expensive due to COVID? He's like, supply and demand. And she's like, odd. You know what just happened? I just got a news alert that your flower store is killing puppies. So um, hmm, can I get a going out of business discount, darling? Oh, please, I have a call from someone very important. I love Lisa being baffled by supply chain issues. What? Was there a pandemic? I don't understand. A lady, so, a lady uh, who charges thirty something dollars for a fucking piece of salmon, exactly, is, is complaining about a flower being a little more expensive. Good point, girl. So she decides to Facetime Sheena. She's like, "Oh, I've got to see that baby, but I, I don't want to." harass you to come around you know i like how lisa phrased it like oh i don't want to come to your place because i just don't want to harass you lisa you don't want to go to her place because it's like 
It's Hollywood. It's an and we all we've seen Lisa in Hollywood before. Remember in season one of Beverly Hills yes. or season two or something, they took Max there and she was like horrified. She's like, I want to see your baby, but I don't have it in me to drive through Sarajevo, darling. So could you come to Villa Rosa? We can invite Lala as well. Two birds, one stone, etc. I would come visit you, but I heard there's some sort of museum called a Ripley's Believe it or not, and I'm still waiting to hear the rest of that sentence. Believe it or not, what? What should I believe or not, Ripley? I don't understand Hollywood. So Sheena's like, oh my god, you should invite all the girls because there's like a boys' night, so there should be a girls' night. Because why should boys have all the fun? It's like Saturdays for the boys. No, like Saturdays for everyone. Like boys can hang out, girls can hang out. Boys can hang out with girls. Like would that be a weird night? Just invite everyone. If you see anybody at the flower store, invite them. Why not? Because Sheena doesn't want to hang out just with Lala. And I don't blame her because she knows what fucking Lala is going to do. And she's right. And she even says, she even goes, I need some backup. Like who else am I going to turn to? Summer? She doesn't even speak yet. She sort she of said does, in a way as a, She just does like little hashtags with her mush bananas. Baby steps, literally. <laughs> she says it in a way as if she was seriously entertaining, like turning to Summer for like backup. Like, oh, she what will. about Summer? Yeah, hmm? she totally oh, She doesn't will. talk. Yeah. In season like 16 of this show, she's going to be like, Summer, why didn't you back me up? They were totally being mean to me. She's going to be like, Mama. So, Summer? Mama. If you agree with me, drool. If you don't agree with me, sleep. Well, she's drooling. What can I say? So the Toms arrive for a wacky Tom scene. They're just so yeah. childlike, aren't they, darling? Yeah, and um, in a you know, very exciting news for their future bar, Tom Schwartz's home equity loan was denied. So <laughs> things are going great on that front. Uh, but he has a business, a small business loan pending. Uh, it feels like this is going to be one of those scenes that we're going to be seeing in a flashback in a year and a half from now when Tom Schwartz and Katie have run out of money for some reason. And it's like, I can't believe this would happen to us. And they're going to flashback to him saying, our home equity loan was denied. It's like the red flags are all here. Yes. Um, he was like, we do have a lot of equity in our home, but um, we're locked in at a high interest rate, uh, so we need to refinance and then do it. And she's, and Sandoval's like, I'm going to cover his end, bro. No problem. I'm going to get it. And uh, Schwartz jokes like he's just doing that so he can hold it over his head. He's like, dude, how could you think that of me? And then cuts to him going, well, if I cover Cor- Schwartz's share, that would technically make me a 67% owner with controlling interest. Dun, dun, dun. Just want to say this is the, the first time that um, the phrase high interest has been applied to Tom Schwartz and Kitty Maloney. <laughs> they literally could have gotten through this with zero interest had the bank just... <laughs> Normally it's always zero interest with them. Uh... So... <laughs> So then Lisa's just showing them flowers and showing them how to like, like what a flower is and stuff like showing Tom Schwartz, like what a stem is and what petals are. And then she's like, Oh, by the way, how is your stuff? Your deposit? Wink, wink. But the flower is winking too. Wink, wink. The show is so ridiculous. Cause Sandoval's like, well, these flowers are delicate. I feel like I'm holding a baby right now. Speaking of babies. Speaking of baby supply and demand, how was your yogurt deposit, Schwartz? And he's like, we're going tomorrow. I'm really excited. Hope to add some raspberries to it, possibly some oatmeal. (laughs) 
Yeah, so they get some orchids that symbolize fertility. Um, and they probably died on the way to their house. So then uh, James and Raquel, now the whole group is at the Belmont now. And everyone's there, the whole gang. And uh, James is not doing shots. And he starts, you know, he's, he tells us that, like, every bartender at Sir used to know how to make my old fashioned and pumptini, which then cuts to pumptini. And then he goes, but now they know how to make my Shirley Temple. Oh, 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 oh. So um, he's also yeah. very comedy on drinks this entire episode. You know, he's like, oh, wow, look at those shots. There was a time that I would never say no to shots, but now I always say no to shots. You know what you all should do? Take some shots, have some shots. Shots will calm you down. Shots will make you feel good. Go ahead, do some shots. Like, James. <laughs> Anyone want to split a salad? So then, um, yeah, so he thanks everyone, and um, uh, and he's just, like, saying thank you, thank you. And then Raquel is, like, she's getting nervous because she's going to have to make her speech, and she's really uncomfortable about, about saying it. So while this is all going on, Brock sits down next to Lala, and he's like, how are you doing, honey? How are you doing, honey? Which I thought was a nice callback to uh, Hannah Farrier's, you know, honey eyes, her Australian honey. And he, and she's like, I'm okay, Shishu, like, man, Shishu. And he's like, good, good. I'm just all right, you know. I wanted to chat with you quickly. I want to apologize for you the other day, talking about the kids and you getting triggered about it. Sheena told me that you guys spoke, and I don't want you to feel like I'm going to leave Sheena. I couldn't do that to her because my one goal is to go back and take care of my family, including my kids, at some point in the future. Yeah, my one. Okay, I wouldn't leave Sheena, but my goal is to go back to Australia. What kind of thing is this to say? <laughs> so Lala's like, well, I just keep thinking as a mom, if anyone kept me from ocean, I would come in guns fucking blazing, beating down the goddamn door to see my child. And he's like, but that's because you're in a different situation now. All right. Don't think, uh, uh, I'm not going to cry <laughs> or bash down doors to see my family. What I've done in the past has led to this situation of being away from the kids. And it's not just me, said mom. And God knows what I did. And you guys can have your opinion, but I don't want to talk about it in this friend group. So please respect that. Nope. No, sorry. Um, but when you're a friend, I mean, even though Sheena and Lala aren't really friends, but yeah, people people have a, your friends have a right to say, whoa, you're having a baby with a deadbeat dad. Do you really think that's a good idea? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Although I feel like coming from Lala, it's a little rich. No pun intended. Be little rich. Because well, if you, you want know, it to fit, you should just say it's a little rich for now. <laughs> a little rich for now <laughs> just because you know a lot of people probably have similar red flags about randall and a prob would probably want to weigh in with the same sort of like like just sort of brashness on lala's relationship and she would shut them down and be like you don't even know this is my relationship so why don't you judge your relationship why don't you do that my face blah, blah, blah. so i think it's just like you True. know i'm not but i'm not defending, her I'm not defending brock I'm not but they did, Brock. though. Remember in that season when she was she was dating a married man and they were all slut shaming her and being like, "Oh, you're we know you're with someone married and blah blah blah." That was him. Yeah, was and rant. I'm saying that like I'm not defending Brock. I'm just saying that like coming from Lala, who has been all about exactly like, yes, it's like it's a little like hmm, you know. It's so totally hypocritical, but it's also Vanderpump rules, so it's so hard to play that game because whenever someone fights, it's like yeah, but. 
the other person fighting with them is a horrible person. Yeah, but so is the person they're fighting. That's the point of the show. Yeah. It's Vanderpump Rules. You know? Yeah, you're supposed to switch. So Sheena's like, yeah. um, we've talked about this, and it's not your business. And he's like, yeah, it speaks character on you. And she and Lala's like, um, what you're not going to do is say to me, as someone who has a baby at home, okay, you're not going to say, you're not going to talk about my character when you left two kids in Australia instead of at home, which is where my baby is right now because I have a baby at home. Yeah, and he goes, all right, run with that. See how that fall that gets you, Lawler. And, I mean, whatever. So now you're going to threaten Lala. This is not the way to deal with this, okay? Keep the crying part. You were doing good with the crying part. The crying so is yeah, she's like, I mean, skirts. come on. And he's like, I've been really nice to you about this, but this is ridiculous, Lala. You better, she cut my whole family off and she took my kids and I have to fly back to Australia to go find her. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I understand what she did, but what was the reason? I'm not attacking you. I'm just setting up to attack you, okay? So help us understand your situation better. So I can come for you on the next episode, okay? We'll all talk to you about it later, off camera, and surely you'll respect my discretion. Yeah, and she's like, my concern is that he has a tendency to leave his kids and his woman. And um, she's I mean, like... I have to say something. Uh, again, I'm not here to defend Brock, but I also feel like saying he has a tendency to leave his, his, like his kids and his woman. I feel like tendency means that like there's like several women and several children. Well, there there are multiple children that have been met left. But I feel like when you start saying he has a tendency to leave women, technically he only left one person, and like you are allowed to leave someone. But when the kid, I'm not defending leaving your kids. That's different. But I'm just I'm just sort of like in an anti Lala place right now. So I'm just gonna. Well, like, I mean, her current her current fiance just left his wife and kids. Yes. For her, like so. you could say the same thing about Rand. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, he sees the kids. I'm sure would be her argument, right? That's true. So um, Lala is like, you know, just don't, you better not, if, if something happens with Shishu, you better not do shit to Summer Moon. You better still be there. And he's like, I'll respect it and I will prove it to you. And Sheena's like, you don't have to prove anything because I already know what an amazing man you are and what an amazing dad you are. All right. And he's like, but being by being an amazing dad, I prove that because people see that and I'm fine with people seeing who we are. Like, mm, you're. It's all a disaster. <laughs> it's all a disaster. I mean, like, it really is pitting, like, Lala against Brock. It really is hard to choose a horse in this race, you know? I, I, root, for the, I root for the dirt. So then Raquel is like, I would like to make a toast. Mm, um, okay, uh, I'm so happy that we're all here together celebrating our engagement. And when James walked me out and I saw balloons that said Rachella, I was like... What's Rachella? And he's like, it's like Raquel and Coachella. And I was like, but what? Okay. And then like he said how you can take two words and put them together. And I got wet. And then I was like, and then he proposed. And I was like, yes. And I got, I got wet again. And it was wet. This is a wet, wet to us. Thank you. Goodbye. Everyone's like, whoa, Raquel. (laughs) (laughs) She even adds on to it. She's like, the more I look at this ring, the bigger it gets. And that's not the only thing. And they're like, whoa, Raquel, what the hell? I'm talking about his penis, Raquel. <laughs> it's wet. Raquel. <laughs> wet so. penis, wet, drippy penis. 
He has a his penis is dripping right now. Raquel, Raquel, no, seriously, Raquel. Raquel. He's ejaculating in his pants, Raquel. No, Raquel because Raquel, I'm giving no. him a hand job with no. my I have semen on my hands. Raquel, no. Does anyone want to see the semen on my I wiped the semen on my thigh uh, by accident? Oh good. So then we go to California Fertility Clinic. Now listen, I'm gonna need my fertility clinic to be a little more original in the naming department. I don't want to go to just be a little more original in the naming department. I don't want to go to just what is it, Acme Fertility? What the hell? California Fertility? No. <laughs> yeah, it should be very specific. It should be like um Robertson Fertility for Happy Eggs or something like that. So um, they're the, so Schwartz and Katie are there, and um, Katie's getting her exam, getting a, the whole. You're not just going to pass by what Katie was wearing, okay? Something needs to be said. Yes, Katie's I having a good episode, but she's still wearing a great T-shirt with, with feather boas on the inch. sleeves. What the fuck, I did Katie? Notice it. I did. I feel like it. you're. Just, I feel like Katie oh, is just trying to get people to. Sorry, I just dropped a cast. Sorry about that. I have like. I have That's a, the jingliest like, coaster I've ever heard of in my life. Like, do people it, use that coaster for belly dancing? What the fuck? Where did you get that? <laughs> this is this is this is the coaster. The coaster. I said, "Mom, do we have a coaster?" Because I have an iced coffee, and so she gave me this. Mom, and do we have plastic. a coaster that sounds just like a tambourine? Do you have that? She's like, sure, honey. <laughs> do you have like the percussion uh, area of an orchestra? No, because. Since it's plastic, when the water when the water sort of condenses on it, it then creates suction. So when I lift up my coffee, the coffee comes the, co- the coaster comes with it, and then it drops off. So I apologize, but you know at the same time it's the appropriate sound. Hey, it led when to a great story. Katie, the appropriate sound. Something <laughs> just falling and settling on the ground. A coaster suctioning off of a of a coffee cup. So um, Schwartz is like, wow, look at us, Bubba. We're in the fertility clinic. The only thing I'm worried about is testosterone levels. I mean, Tom did say he would borrow me some if I needed it. And she's like, like me having Tom's sperm? He's like, just kidding, Bubba. Okay, let me just, um, do you think there's a trash can around here? Because I have like a little thimble full of yogurt to throw away. So then, um, uh, so now we get to like the analysis, and so her uterus is pristine, but as per as for the semen, uh, the morphology is low. The doctor's like, so only four percent of your sperm have normal shaped heads. The others have multiple heads, and then there's also a significant population of your sperm that is trying to make a mixed drink and freaking out and then trying to quit. And we've never seen a sperm try to quit before. Which yeah, is you know, we thought you were going to have more sperm. And I actually asked a couple of the sperm where the other sperm went. And they said they were wandering around Mexico. And we just had to trust that they would come back at some point. Does that make sense we, to you? We did notice that your sperms are trying to give a ring on a string to the egg, which unfortunately is not productive for sperm but that's what your sperm are doing so do you drink uh drink mm-hmm. do drugs mm-hmm. vape mm-hmm. smoke sometimes not really he's like well i smoke marijuana like once a week mushrooms uh once in a while oh especially in the last year oh yeah and i drink like 10 to 20 drinks uh in a week in a day, a day week week whatever whatever time's irrelevant really especially with the mushrooms which is nice do you take a lot of hot do you do go into hot tubs a lot do you take hot baths yeah um sometimes 
one thing that I like to do is sometimes I just like to find a radiator and just put my balls on a radiator. Yeah. Is that bad? You know, do you know those scented candles? I really like getting a scented candles and then just leaning it up against my nuts. Sometimes <laughs> that really, sometimes that feels hey, good. Um, sometimes I like to find one of those shiatsu put massagers and just put my balls on that to let them go up and down, up and down, up and down. Is that bad? <laughs> oh, so she's like, well, we're going to have to cut down those drinks to about four a week. And he's like, what? She goes, and definitely no pot. He's like, what? But what about mushrooms? And she just gives him a look like, what the fuck? How are you coming into California fertility and asking these you- kinds of questions? Huh? Seriously. And then he's like, He's like, oh, God, I have to give up baths. Please, I'll stop smoking, but not the baths. And we also, by the way, saw a flashback of him drawing a bath for himself. And then he gets in and he goes, oh, it's too hot. I made it too hot for myself. <laughs> have you ever made a bath? He, he's also got a rubber ducky in the bath, which is so him. <laughs> um, and she explains to him, she's like, well, the reason that the testes are on the outside of our body is because we want them to be cooler. Oh, really? That's your logic? Then why are our hands on the outside of our body? They get cold. Gotcha, doctor. Gotcha, California fertility lady. You really you really showed her. Um, so uh, while Tom's <laughs> semen is being steamrolled, we then go back to Villarosa. And uh, Lisa Vanderpump is putting a, like some sort of cheesecake or whatever onto a place. She's like, I cannot afford to mess this up. And she like lifts the cheesecake onto it. She's like, oh, good. And then Sheena and Summer arrive. And Lisa's like, oh, you lucky, lucky girl. Oh, she's got so much hair. So much hair. And a little Australian accent. And, oh, she's already playing rugby. Wow, a sturdy, sturdy girl. <laughs> I can't believe Sheena's already put extensions on a baby, darling. (laughs) So much hair. And, of course, Sheena has brought her mother to babysit. And then Lala brings her nurse or her night nurse as well, which I guess that's just a thing you do. I mean, I'm just not rich. And also, I don't have a baby, but I just can't imagine that. But I guess they have to shoot, too. So it's like bringing your nanny to work day so you can take business meetings. I think that's what it was. They're like, okay, we want you to bring babies so Lisa can see the babies, but then we want the babies off camera for this because it's going to be a brutal scene. So um, Lisa's like, oh, look, another beauty. Look at this one. And Lala's, Lala's saying how, like, you know, people think that I have Botox over my eyes because they have such a big arch. But look, my baby has the arch too, and it cuts a shot of the baby, and its eyebrows are like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like at Looney Tunes. <laughs> and you know behind that bow, that little baby has little pieces of tape that are pulling her face up like that. <laughs> Lala's like, I'm going to sell this. So um, they all sit outside. It's like a classic Vanderpump tea party and everything is beautiful. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. And but then it's basically over. quiet and awkward. You know, they're like, oh, shit. Now what do we do? So then we go over to Katie and Tom's house and Schwartz is picking out on takeout McDonald's and he's setting up a big boys night buffet of American food for Brock. Yeah, he's like, I want him to see the quintessential American shit. And so Brock comes over and he's like, how long have you been in America? Like five minutes. He's like, five years. He's like, oh, so this is all 
useless. You've had American food, haven't you? <laughs> well, America was a baby to me, but now that it's five, it's about time for me to hit the road. So, also, Brock I is don't... so Brock is so yeah. perfect for American tea or for a TV for a reality show because he walks up to the scene and he's outside alone and he's like, "Time for boys' night. It's time for boys' night. I'm going to boys' night in this room. It's going to be the best boys' night ever." I'm like, okay. Thanks for your improv scene. You can now enter, sir. We we all understand the setup. Thank you. And he's like, I don't want to destroy the hearts of American people, but your food isn't like the greatest tasting food around, you know? I'm like, well, please tell me about Australian cuisine, sir. So then... Um, please do go on tries... about your sautéed kangaroo. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> and your pies. So then... Um, uh, so then he just like tries cheese whiz. He's like, oh, I give that a six. All right, I'm gonna abandon this one. It's faster than a child. And then, um, and then Sandoval comes in. And he has a whole crazy look that I'm not even gonna bother with. But is he's Tom, there. And is she- Tom Sandoval already running for mayor of Palm Springs? Because that's what he looks like in every scene. It's like I would like to call this meeting. I would like to call this meeting into session. Why are you in so many silk flowy shirts? Like, I just don't, I get that that's your thing, but give it time. Okay. We'll all end up in the same place. Just give it time. Darling. It was definitely giving me doctor of Island Moreau. I mean, not doctor Island of Dr. Moreau, <laughs> the doctor of Island. It was definitely giving me the Island of Dr. Moreau. So, um, anyway, so, um, Lisa's like, Katie, any news on your fertility? Did you get the orchids? Did those fix everything? And she's like, well, I got vaginally probed, and I have a pristine uterus. Like, yay, pristine uterus. But then we cut to Schwartz, and he's like, oh, well, boy, Bubba's, I got some bad news. The doctor said the majority of my sperm have misshapen heads. Some have two heads. Oh. And Sandoval's like, your sperm is like, oh. (laughs) they're all making fun of him and he's like yeah i'm only supposed to have four drinks a week now and then it shows just today it's like ding 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 as he just keeps taking shots and drinking alone and then with them drink number four is a diet coke i feel so bad for those two-headed sperm just because you know there's a katie sperm that's like i would like to be involved in this may i be involved in this i know it's like the only sperm constantly kept out of the egg She's like, like, look, I've got two Katie sperms here marrying catch-ups. They're like, no, Katie, get out! I would like to train the other sperms on how to infiltrate an egg. No, this is for us to do, okay? It's the two-headed sperm. Um, So then back with the ladies, Katie is talking about how she's willing to try anything, and she's even been getting acupuncture. And Sheena's like, oh my god, have you had it? I had it today. Brock brought up my friend, Linda, who's like, really good. She's from San Diego. She's like, really good with the hockey puncher. It's so weird that you're going to get it because I just had it today. It's like so funny because like one time I was home in Azusa and I was watching the local news and they said the weather was coming in and they were using like an AccuWeather forecast. I was like, is that like acupuncture? Can you actually stick needles in the weather? And I thought that's pretty cool because like if you can change the weather by doing that. I mean, it's like so many cool things that you learn by going to Azusa. Am I right? Ah. Really, darling Sheena, he spoils you like that. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. That's why I can't wait for you to get to know him more, Lisa Vanderpump. And she's like, know him more? Why, I don't know him at all, darling. So then Lala comes in with her. Oh, and Shishu, the other night, I just don't want you to feel... Look, I know that we're in a good place, and I was not trying to attack you or put anyone on the spot, because he did pull me aside and talk to me about some pretty intense things after that. 
And so Sheena just gives this look, like she darts her eyes at Vanderpump, like, oh, shit, you know? <laughs> and then Le- and Lisa is like, ooh, what did he tell you? I have no idea as the executive producer of this show. And Lala goes, well, I mean, you know why he wasn't allowed to see his kids, correct? Because he put them in a coffin, and when he opened it, they had disappeared. Magic! (laughs) How could you see something that was never there? But but you know, by the way, if someone started up this line of questioning and started this conversation with Lala about Randall at a a nice, like, like, tea, tea thing... Ooh, she would lose that, but Lala's going for it. I mean, I guess I can't be that mad because, listen, she's doing the job, right? She's doing, she got the assignment. It led to the best episode this season, that's for sure. So Sheena's like, well, what did he tell you? And she's like, Sheena. She's like, what? It's because I didn't want to do this, but you're making me do this, even though I totally brought this up. And even the (laughs) after part, which you weren't even there for, so... Everybody, I want you to see that I'm not making Sheena do this, but Sheena's making me Sheena. Now, he said that his wife slammed him with a domestic violence charge. And then Lala tells us that after everyone left the Belmont, Brock did tell her that uh, he was in a relationship with this woman he had a child with, and things got physical. Mm, And not in the fun Olivia Newton-John kind of way. So um, Sheena's like, well, he didn't do anything. And you know that, right? Well, I know everything, okay? There were, like, a lot of things in that relationship that didn't go well, including the fact that one of the parents actually, like, left the children and moved to a whole other continent. Can you believe that? And Sheena's like, Sheena, it takes a lot for a court to say you can no longer see your children, okay? But is that what happened? Did he try to take a quarter from behind one of their ears and then poof, they were gone, turned into tiny little rabbits? Actually, that's like multiple magic tricks and don't even work together. (laughs) Are you sure the children aren't here in this top hat? Hello! Oh, that's a rabbit, sorry. Um, so Lala's like, well, forgive me for being a little concerned about you, Shishu. Um, I'm sorry, but I would be less concerned, but I currently do not have a dinner invitation from Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. So right now I have the time (laughs) to be concerned, bitch. Exactly. And so Katie's like, she has a restraining order. And so now Lala's crying and she goes, that's what he told me. And it's like nerve-wracking because you've been with him for like two years but anything could happen and i just want you to be a smart person because it's not about you anymore you have a child just how i have a child at home as a mother i'm a mother i'm a mom um i love anybody saying sheena i just want you to be a smart person well i mean what are you gonna do um smurfs want to be purple So Sheena's like, but that's not why she's not letting him see the kids right now. And then she tells us, she's like, obviously, a restraining order sounds terrible, but Lala's acting like this just happened a few months ago, and that's like a few months ago, and that's why he can't see his kids, and this has nothing to do with that. He can't see his kids for a totally different reason, so whatever. It's like, who cares? It's still bad. It's still fucking bad, Sheena. So Lala goes, don't be stupid. And Sheena says, 
I don't think I'm being stupid. I think that people can change, and I think that something that happened a really long time ago that you're probably thinking was really extreme, that I think that happened wasn't like that, and it's like really hard me. And then Lala says, anytime domestic violence case is put against you, something had to have happened. Well, someone can say something happened when it didn't happen. And she's like, Sheena. Yeah. Well, why can't why can't he see them now? And Lala says, well, uh, oh, she says, why can't he see him now? Something. Oh, yeah, and, no, Lisa's like, well, why can't he, why can't, basically, like, why can't he see them now? Okay, so there and was so a domestic Lala violence, all too happy. what's the deal now? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Lala is all too happy to say, well, he's back on child support, is what he told me. Meaning, like, he's behind. I, when he said back on child support for a moment, I thought, like, wait, did they have an arrangement where the wife is paying him for child support? <laughs> what's going on? But he's behind on his child support. Which is also literally a deadbeat dad. Yeah, so that's bad. Yeah. So Sheena's the, like, "Well, yeah, but like, so long as it's taken care of, he will have full access to the kids." Okay, so when's that? Is it when he gets the money did... from doing this reality show that he gets to be on because of fucking you, Sheena? Come on. And so uh, Vanderpump is like, "Sheena's always telling me how perfect everything is, but the fact that he's." defunct in his child support payments and now there's a restraining order on domestic violence i mean that's an interesting perception of perfection however if he's a good bartender he is hired it sir and sheena's like i know what a good heart he is and what an amazing person he is and i know what a good family he comes from and so she's crying and lala is like okay sheena and she's like, can we just stop talking about this please I'm and she's sorry. like yeah, I'm so sorry that you brought that up, Sheena. Made me do it. <laughs> yeah. So Sheena starts texting. She's texting on her phone, going going nuts right there. And then over at, at Boys Night, Brock is receiving the text. You know, it like comes in like, hello, text message. And so uh, the text message says, why the fuck would you tell Lala about the restraining order, okay? Like, just like, like, I was just completely blindsided and I had to try and defend that. And he's like, oh, mate, I've had enough Lolo shit, bro. And Sandoval's like, why is she coming after you, man? He's like, well, I spoke to her and Randall about a situation I had in the base. I asked her nicely to drop it. And that motherfucker goes directly to Lisa and goes, you know what else dropped it? And divulged more shit that I'd confided in her with. She's a piece of shit. That's fucking low blow, bro. <laughs> That's low blow, bro. Low blow, blow. <laughs> and I'm not dealing with her anymore. And James is like, I know Lala keeps it real, so Brock should never have confided into Lala in the first place. He should have put his thinking, thinking cap on first. His thinking cap on first. So then, so then James is like, take a shot, take a shot, everyone. Do you know what you should do now? Take shots, that will make you feel better. You know, lighten the load, boys. Take some shots. Jeez. So do you get so, do you get the feeling when other people take shots? You're too excited about other people's shots. It's creeping me out. Calm down. So Schwartz walks out with Brock and, and you know, Sandoval's like, she's got no integrity, dude. And and Brock is like, oh, I can handle my past. But the fact is, it's fixing Shana's relationship. And now Lisa has an opinion about one relationship. And I've never met the woman. Lola's a piece of shit. And as a woman, she, that's changed. It's pregnant. I understand that. He's just like going on and on and basically calls her a shit stir. And then he's like, you don't do that like that, bro. Life's a different game when you play, when you're not sucking someone's dick for a Range Rover. Point. Point. Well taken, I think. Um, kind of, <laughs> but you're also fucking someone famous to be on a reality show. So, you know, kind of like in the La La situation, like neither one of you is really up to, to judge in this situation. 
Yeah. So then he starts crying and he's like, my one thing is my fucking family. So he's crying and he's like crying in the in like the um, interview and everything. And not he buying says, it, buddy, not buying it. You're cute. But this is bullshit. This is complete bullshit. Acting like, what are you being kept out of the country? <laughs> What's happened? Go back then. Nothing's going to keep me from my family. Then why are you here, sir? Well, also, he says, looking back on it, I would do it all differently to help out as much as I could. I just miss them. And you know, Sheena's going to hear that and be like, oh, you're doing all differently. So like what? Like me and like Summer Moon pasta dish. We're like nothing now. Really? Um, so Sandoval's like, just go, man. We'll be around later if you want to come back. And he's like, thanks for the American food. So he leaves. And then it's really awkward at the tea. And Ariana's like, um, glad you guys got everything out there. That was great. And Vanderpump's like, more tea. That's what we do in England in the middle of a crisis, darling. I had no idea this was going to blow up at tea time. I'm so sorry, darling. Can anyone explain supply and demand to me? I've never heard this term before. And that's where the episode ended. So pretty dramatic stuff, like pretty serious stuff, but like interesting and fascinating. And, um, I can't wait to see how this plays out. I'm really enjoying Vanderpump Rules right now. Yep, uh, this was a good one. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being with us. We will be back tomorrow with some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then later in the week, our Winter House premium bonus episodes coming out. So if you want bonus episodes or you want to watch our video recaps, just go to patreon.com slash watch at Crappens and become a Patreon member. And don't forget to go get your live show tickets. Over at watchwhatcrappens.com. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the cat let out the bag it's lily catlett the incredible edible matthew sisters no one makes us feel well like megan cap sewell she's cheese on a bagel it's megan ragel mina coochie 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 give him hell miss noel shannon out of a cannon anthony let's get racy with miss stacy let's take off with tamla plane she ain't no shrinking violet kuchar we love you guys